Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of OD Wire Radio. It is Adam Farkas along with Paul Farkas here. And today, Paul, yet another talk about technology. Oh no. <laughs> so <laughs> really? Yeah, you know, young clinicians ask over and over again, how do I differentiate myself? How can I make myself stand out? And I think one of the best ways to do it is actually through technology. Of course, I would think so, since you know we we run OD Wire, and that is kind of a, a technical thing, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> but but today we're actually really fortunate. We have Dr. Jennifer Redfern, um, and she works at uh, Pepo's uh, Vision Institute uh, in St. Louis, and she is one of these great young clinicians that I am referring to. So she's someone who actually takes the newest technologies into her practice and tries to use them uh, for patient care. And today we're going to just speak with Jennifer for a little bit about these different technologies that she uses. Um, and, and I'm looking down the list here at the certifications that she has and all the, the different things. Like I'm, I have it right here. She, she's big into dry eyes, so she has uh, a tear lab certification. Um, so she, she tries to keep up on all the latest tech. And so I think, you know, as we go through this today, it's really important that you just try to listen to her and see how she's used these technical skills um, to really advance her career inside of this large uh, multi-clinician practice that she works for. So, Jennifer, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yep. Jennifer, I have a question. Uh, can you tell our, our audience, basically, where is the practice located? So the practice is located in Chesterfield, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis City. So, so it's a, it would be considered a big city practice uh, versus a yeah. certainly not a small town yeah. practice, right? No, this is definitely not a small town practice. This is a city practice. And and basically, your your demographics. What what, what age groups do you seem to seem to see there? Most of my patients are within the presbyopic population. So I would say um, the youngest patient I see is probably thirty, and then up from there. So I do see a lot of um, patients who have multifocal needs in general. Right. And, and then with aging comes dry eyes. So you can absolutely you can have a, a, a double threat there as yes, they get older. Yes, we do a lot of dry eye in our clinic. Definitely. And I'm actually looking at your clinic's webpage right now. You've got a lot of MDs. So I'm guessing you see a lot of post-surgical cases. So I'm sure you see a lot of dry we eye. Do. Absolutely. Yes. We, we are a large um, practice that, that does a lot of LASIK, a lot of um, premium IOL cataract surgeries. Um, and so, yes, dry eye comes with that patient population as well. So we are equipped to handle a lot of dry eye cases. Right. Uh, I'm not looking at the set. Are you the only OD there? or? No, there's another OD as well. So we have two ODs and three MDs. Right. Great. And, and so, you know, I mentioned a little bit about some of the technology that you use. So I'm, so I'm sort of curious. Could you expand on it a little bit? What kinds of tech do you actually employ in your office? Well, um, we have, as far as the dry eye side goes, we definitely employ um, tear lab technology. So we're checking osmolarity on nearly every patient that comes in. Um, we do have a lip of flow and a lip of view for patients with meibomian gland dysfunction. Um, we've also recently started doing allergy testing. So ocular surface disease, we all know, encompasses allergies and dryness. And it's really hard sometimes to differentiate both clinically and by symptoms that the patient expresses if a patient is suffering from allergies or dryness. So we actually have patients come in for dry eye consultations where we check their osmolarity, we check their lipid layer with the lipid view, and then we do an allergy testing, a skin test, um, to see what this patient's problems are really coming from, whether it's dryness or allergies or both. Huh, a skin yeah. test. That's the first I've heard of that. 
That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a scratch test, just like you get at an allergist. So we test for the 60 most common allergens that affect the eyes. Get out of town, huh? Who yeah, knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so take that scope of practice. You see, you can do different kinds of things. So, cool. <laughs> so, so what are the... Well, when you do all the stuff, how do, what's the patient's perception? Do they feel it's overkill or are they very, very appreciative of all the stuff you're doing of, for them? Yeah, you know, a lot of times by the time the patient gets to me, they've already been to a lot of other places and they just really want answers. So, you know, I always like to explain uh, dryness comes from so many different causes and, and really without doing some diagnostic testing to see whether it's coming from the aqueous layer or the lipid layer or from allergies. It's really hard to pinpoint the cause. And so once we pinpoint the cause, we can more accurately treat them. So normally they're very appreciative of our approach. Right. And so of all the different tech that you're employing right now in your practice, what do you think has the biggest impact day to day? Well, once we get patients, um, eyes comfortable. Like I said, a lot of patients come for dry eye and then they seek vision correction. So another thing that we, that has really helped my practice in particular is contact lenses. So I, I love contact lenses. Um, a lot of people come to me who have not been able to wear contact lenses successfully. And part of it is due to the dryness. So once we correct the dryness, then I get them in contact lenses. Um, and one of the contact lenses that I reach for first is uh, the duet line of lenses. So with the hybrid nature of the lenses, the GP center gives such good vision and the soft skirt provides such good comfort. Um, and the technology is so good that that is what I normally present to my patients first. Um, like I said, a lot of my patients have been so many other places by the time they get to me and they're looking for me to give them something different. So I, I find that these hybrid lenses, the duet line of lenses, really sets me apart as giving the patient something they haven't tried before. So that's really interesting. You use it as a first-line lens just for dry eye or for everything? Oh, not not just for dry eye, in particular, but for most things. So for my presbyopic patients, for sure, that is the lens I reach to first. Um, any patient with astigmatism who's in a soft toric, to me, is fair game for being a better candidate in a duet. Um, and then any patient who really just wants to see the best they can. I one time had a surgeon come to me, and he was wearing just a soft spherical lens, and he was seeing 2020. And he said, Can you make me see any better? Do you have anything else? What do you have? And so I put him in a duet, and he sees 2015. So, really, that again, that lens being a very technologically advanced lens can, can set me apart. So, so what does the patient, when they see a duet lens, do they think it's a soft mm -hmm. lens or a hard lens? What, what's their perception of, of duets? Well, I, I have to do a little bit of explaining because I think that a lot of patients haven't heard of it before. Um, for all intents and purposes, I explain it to them just like a soft lens. So I tell them, you know, you treat it like a soft lens, you put it in and take it out like a soft lens, um, but you have the really good vision of a hard lens. So uh, a lot of patients have this negative perception of, of gas permeable lenses in general. So I tend to speak of it more in terms of how I would speak about a soft lens. Right. And so, and so sort of what, what drove you to that decision when you were actually picking the different products to use like Duet? What actually pushed you, pushed you towards Duet? You know, I'll tell you what pushed me toward Duet first, more than anything else, was because of my own eyes. So I am one of those people who have cylinder and an oblique axis. 
and I've tried every torque out there. Um, and I was one of those ones that had to rotate my lenses manually with my finger all day to see well, um, and my vision would fluctuate all day long. And one day, um, I was introduced to the company and said, oh, okay, you know, I like to try things before I give another patient, so I'll try this. And the vision absolutely changed the way I see everything. Um, my vision no longer fluctuates all throughout the day. Um, it is as good at night as it is in the daylight. Um, and and just the fact that my vision is stable all day was such an eye-opener to me that I wanted all my patients to see, to see that well as well. Um, and in the beginning... I reached for the lens for all my really difficult patients. You know, the patients that come in with three diopters of sill that you can't really correct um, all their sill with a soft lens. Or the patients like, like me with the oblique sill or the patients with more sill than sphere. Um, but as I got used to the lens, I started to realize that it works really well for everybody. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, we, we had Jim Kirshner here. A mm-hmm. couple of months ago, who was president and CEO of Synergize, and he was talking about the whole shift in fitting philosophy that took place uh, last year. Uh, have you changed the way you fit this lens versus a, a soft lens? Um, yeah, well, we've changed the way I've changed the way I fit to duet lens in general. So three years ago, um, I guess four years ago now, when when I first started fitting the duet lens, we were taught to fit the lens steep with a steep skirt. And really, um, you could get okay vision for a while, but patient comfort was pretty poor by the end of the day because tear stagnation would occur. Um, now, the lenses are fit on flat K with a flat skirt, so they move just like a soft lens. So since that change, um, patient comfort is tremendously better. Also, you used to actually have to do a fitting with fluorescine for every patient. And I would have my staff... Um, block off 45 minutes for a duet fitting and you know because it would take that long and now with K's and refraction you can just call the company and order empirically and I mean this sincerely when I call with K's and refraction order the lenses they come in and they are spot on the most I've ever had to change a lens in power is a half diopter um, up or down either way and that even is rare so normally I order the lenses and they come in and, and they're spot on so now um, I don't save these lenses for these hard patients because I don't have to spend the chair time that I used to. Do, do you have a, a wearing schedule do you start them off at a, at a low level and gradually increase or you push them up to uh, almost a full day immediately? Well, I do a kind of a modified um, increase. So, you know, patients with have never worn contact lenses before, normally of any type, I normally start them out at four and have them go up an hour or two every day. If a current patient comes to me from wearing a soft lens and then I put them in a duet lens, I normally start them out about six hours and kind of aggressively move that up to eight and then 10. And then I pretty much tell them um, they're good to go after that. So it's a, it's a kind of a faster graduated wearing schedule. If a, a patient wants to wear a duet lens on an occasional basis, uh, is it something that they can wear if they just want to wear it on uh, for social events on a weekend? Is it very easy to adapt to if they don't wear it all you know, the time? That's a good question. Yeah, I think, you know, I think just like a pair of progressive glasses, for example, the more you wear it, the faster you'll get used to it. But I think that once they're adapted to the lens, that the the comfort will be there. So after the first week, I think an occasional wear um, would be fine. Um, 
normally when I put the lens in the patient's eye in the exam room, they feel it in the very, very beginning. But as we talk, within five minutes, they already say, oh, I kind of already forgot they're there. So it, it's a much faster adaptation process than if you would put a patient into a GP lens for the first time, for example. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, I, I know I always hate to bring bring up this topic, but the topic of money. Somehow it always seems yeah. to come up in these interviews. <laughs> so, so you know, the issue is a lot of people, when they think about contact lenses, they think about what they see on TV. Um, yeah. and, and they think they have an idea of what the prices are. So let's talk about the economics for a second, about how you actually charge for the fitting versus the, the materials and so forth. Sure, sure. Well, okay, now some people might really disagree with me about this, but I find the duet lens is so easy to fit that I don't actually charge more for my fitting for a duet versus a soft toric. Um, a duet spherical lens, I charge the same as a soft toric, and a duet multifocal, I charge the same as any multifocal, whether it's RGP multifocal or, or hybrid, um, because I've just found that it's so easy. So there, I don't get any resistance because I don't actually charge any more. Um, and again, I know some people might disagree, but I've just found it so easy. I don't want to scare my patients away with the cost of my fitting um, because I really want them to see well. Um, and as far as cost of the lenses go, uh, the lenses are priced very competitively, the Duet with a soft toric and the Duet Progressive with um, soft multifocals. And especially if you're talking about a patient who would otherwise need a soft toric multifocal, those are very costly. So the Duet Progressive a lot of times is less expensive than a soft toric multifocal may be. So I don't get a whole lot of resistance there. And uh, do, you, do you compare it to the cost of other contact lenses or the cost of a multifocal in, in spectacle lenses, which is not, not very inexpensive. It's fairly expensive as well. Hmm. So when you compare it uh, to wearing glasses that are multifocal versus contact lenses, well, what is really the basic difference? That's actually a very good point that I don't think I've ever brought up with patients. Um, it's definitely a year's supply of, um, of a duet progressive, the multifocal, would definitely be probably less than a pair of progressive spectacles, for sure. So now we, so came, up, actually, yeah. hey, we came up with a marketing, a marketing <laughs> argument right here as we speak. You're a genius. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> so I, I have another question, and pardon my, pardon my ignorance of material science, but so this lens is hard and it is soft. How does the lens actually wear over time? How do the different parts of the lens wear, and how do you actually um, care for it? Well, so you care for it just like you would a soft lens. So I, I prefer clear care, but some patients who just for one of whatever reason don't do well with clear care, um, any soft lens solution like BioTrue or the OptiFree Replenish, those are all approved. Um, you don't want to use any RGP cleaner because that's not compatible with a soft lens, but most of the soft lens cleaners care for the soft part and still do disinfect the, the RGP center. Um, and they wear very well. So um, one pair is good for six months. And I have found personally that, you know, most of the time they last that full six months. If you start to go over is where you start to have issues with comfort because of the soft part. Um, obviously, the RGP center could probably last longer. It's the soft skirt that, that only makes it about six months. So after about six months, you definitely know that they need to be changed. You know, I'm old enough to remember when Saturn was not just a planet, but was right, a, right. But was a con was a contact lens it, that you found it sure in two. Was. It was found it in two parts within a week. <laughs> right. Yes. So, so it provoked. How does the uh, as far as the duet does that? Is there any problem with the, the thing coming apart? 
no, there is no problem with the lens coming apart. Um, I have never had a patient. I've actually, I experimented on one of my old ones. Um, it was six months old. Um, and I tried to pull it apart, and it's very, very <laughs> difficult. So, <laughs> okay, so, so, so they, they have it bonded together very well. I've never had a patient. Um, I've never had it where it separates at the junction. Now, I've had one patient rip the soft skirt of her lens. Um, I don't know how she did it, but it didn't separate at the junction. It ripped just like you would rip a soft lens. So, um, And of all the patients I've put in the duet lenses, I've only had one pair. And if that happens, the company is fantastic about replacing it. Um, they mean business when they, they say that it doesn't do what the Saturn lens used to, so they stand behind that very well. Are there any environmental problems with the duet? Um, as far as dust and things, you know, I think that in some ways it's better than a gas perm because dust and things really does don't get underneath the lens like, like a gas perm would. So it's more like a soft lens. So, sure, you know, if someone works in a dusty environment all day long, that's hard for any lens. I did actually have one patient who worked with horses, and she worked in a horse stable all day long. And we tried and tried and tried, but, you know, I couldn't get her unfortunately, in really any contact lens because of her environment. So I wouldn't say there's any environments that are specific to the duet lens that, that are difficult. I think anything that would prove difficult for a contact lens wear in general um, would be difficult for, for a duet lens as well. And, and you indicated that you, you're pretty close to the city. So I assume you have a lot of people that work in office buildings where the air keeps recirculating and the humidity yes. is very low. Uh, yes. what, what happens at the end of the day to these office workers? You know, I, I do encourage my patients to use um, artificial tears um, with their lenses in because that's fine to do so. I also encourage them to put one drop of artificial tear in their lens before they insert it. Um, and if they're by a computer, to just keep their little bottle by them. Um, and normally, because these lenses don't adhere to the eye like the Saturn lens used to, um, they do get adequate tear exchange throughout the day. So that, that adequate tear exchange really does provide for better um, all-day comfort. So these patients really don't have too many problems um, at the end of the day. Right. You know, I've been wearing soft contact lenses for basically all my life, but I remember when I was maybe nine or ten years old, Paul here got the brilliant idea to try to fit me with a set of gas perms. I did. And yes. Yeah, you don't even remember. You don't remember anything. I don't so, remember that. <laughs> so, and, and I remember the vision was great, but I also remember running around the room screaming. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> my question to you is: Have and I know this probably isn't your patient population, but have you ever, uh, you know, seen any pediatric cases using the lens, specifically the HD? I have not had pediatric patients in it yet. Um, no, I haven't. And, but that's largely because I don't see kids in my practice. Um, my poor four-year-old is already in glasses, so I will have to say um, she's going to be my probably my first guinea pig in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just not equipped to see kids in our practice. Um, but I don't... I think this would be a fantastic lens for kids because I've worn soft, I've worn hard, and I've worn a, a hybrid. These do not feel like a gas perm lens. Right. So the, so the soft part of the lens is really is really the, the part that's making contact and not so much the hard. So 
you, you might have a chance. Well, it's not even it's not even that. It's that really, if you think about it, when when you have a gas from lens in, the reason that it's uncomfortable is not because it's touching your cornea. It's because every time you blink, your lid hits the edge of of that contact lens. Right. So in a hybrid lens, that junction is smooth there because there is no edge to the GP. It's it's continuous with the soft skirt. And that soft skirt, obviously, you know, is, is underneath the lid because of the diameter. So you don't get that lid banging up against the edge of the lens. And that's why it's more comfortable. Right. Because I'm, I'm actually very curious. I hope some folks at an OD wire who use the lens with kids can maybe chime in and, and tell us how it actually works. Because I'd imagine it works yeah, very absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. You know, to be... Now we have to talk about a little bit about life expectancy, and it's also it's in, it's springtime in the northern hemisphere, when it's and it's also allergy time. Is there any yes. problem uh, as the lens ages and it starts coating that you start getting any sort of GPC, any sort of giant papillary conjunctivitis that comes with this you particular know, lens? I haven't seen anything unique to this lens at this point. But again, if someone has allergies they need to be treated for those allergies. So I do have some patients who um, have allergies, and I know they do. So uh, before allergy season starts, I have them either use, you know, a low steroid or an antihistamine drop um, morning and night before they put the lens in after they take it out. And that normally staves that off. Um, but nothing unique to this lens, more so than any other lens in particular. Right. And one, one question that I had also was compliance issues with this particular mm-hmm. lens. What are you seeing yeah. versus, versus say, plain old soft lenses? Are people more or less compliant with this lens? Oh, I think people are people no matter what lens you put them in. So if you put them in a monthly disposable, they wear it for two months. And unfortunately, sometimes if you put them in a hybrid lens, they'll wear it for nine months instead of six. Um, but then they come in and they say... You know, I had a patient come in and say, I just don't know why I can't see very well out of my lenses anymore. And I looked back at his chart and realized his lenses were nine months old, mm. and we just needed to order him a new pair, and we did, and his vision was fine again. <laughs> so I think, yeah, people, you know, they they always want to get more out of their lenses that, than than they should, um, but, but that that's typical of any type, it seems. But, you know, it's interesting. It seems to me that because the lens has a soft skirt, eventually they're just mm-hmm. going to start feeling it before the vision even goes. And maybe that's a mechanism that you can use to sort of promote compliance. Correct. Correct. So personally, uh, yeah, again, <laughs> a bad patient that I am, I test everything on myself before I, I do with my patients. <laughs> so um, I tried to extend the lens myself. And yeah, the comfort definitely went. And then shortly after there goes the vision. And just because that soft lens starts to kind of shrink up um, and, and the comfort definitely goes, right. that's for sure. Okay, so, so we basically decided that the fee management should not be an issue once they have gotten over the initial fees. Replacement costs mm-hmm. would not be that much different than a, mm-hmm. a, a high-end contact lens of Torx. So that, that doesn't right. seem to be a problem anymore. So that, right. that part's good. Ed, do you have yeah. any more questions? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I, so Jennifer, do you have any sort of parting words of advice for folks who might want to get started down this road? Well, I really think um, it's important to differentiate yourself any way that you can, and offering the latest technology is definitely one way to do it. Um, the best thing about these duet contact lenses is that it's very easy to start this process. So there are no fitting sets involved anymore. All you have to do is call Synergize with K's and a refraction, and they send you a lens. Um, it, and it's very easy 
to not spend any more care time with a patient, but be able to offer them the very latest technology and contact lenses. So it's important when a patient comes in to fix why to fix the problem that they came to you for. So, it, it, you know, nothing's more frustrating than going to your doctor for any reason, telling them your problem, and then not getting it fixed. So if you can be the person that finally fixes their problem of, oh, I can't see my computer, or I can't read my paper very well, or, you know, everything's blurry when I drive at night. If you can be the one that finally fixes their problem, they will be so loyal to you. They will send you so many patients and they'll be your patients for life. So really, to set yourself apart, um, this is really one way to do that. Well, you know, Dr. Jennifer Redfern is going to be looking at at comments that you have at the end of this uh, program. We we will have a a forum at at our forum. Oh, yeah. Yes, people will be able to comment on this very show. And (laughs) and you have any questions you can ask about the the lens, and uh, Dr. Redfern will be happy to answer them. Correct? Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for being here, and we look forward to seeing you online. Thank you so much. Have a great night.